One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. So excited to have you guys around. Uh, I'm so excited to be back. I know I missed a few weeks. Uh, one of them was intentional. Two of them were not. And uh, you know what's beautiful is I, I love this audience, man. I really do. I, lo- I love my listeners. I'm so passionate that you guys are here. We're trying to serve you as best as possible. And uh, I got a lovely message uh, uh, from a lady by the name of Shondell Miller. And Shondell reached out to me and just said, you know, are you okay? And I shot back. I didn't know what, where that was going. I said, yeah, what, what's going on? She goes, well, you know, I, you haven't had a new podcast uh, in the last few weeks. And I just wanted to make sure you were okay. And I, I felt that that was one of the sweetest messages. So, A, it tells me I have at least one listener. That's good. That's a, that, that's a good start. Um, but, two, how, I mean, how little is it to, to just send a quick email, check in on somebody? But I can't tell you how much. Uh, it meant to me, and and uh, I just thought it was a nice personal touch. And, and once again, I I absolutely, absolutely adore this and and adore this audience. And today, you're hitting me on 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 one of my two favorite shows that I do all year. Every every year, I get the chance to do the International Maxwell Certification as part of the John Maxwell team, and it has turned into a pilgrimage uh, for the soul, for for business ideas, uh, for family, for for people. And um, so each time that I come back from that, I, I, I like to take just a, you know, an hour here and process my feelings. I actually could probably do about nine shows off of this one alone. It was so, so good. Um, and, and I'm so blessed to have, you know, developed this inner circle of, of people who I think are, are smarter than me, that, that are certainly better than I am, but are willing to, to pour in and serve. And, um, yeah, it's interesting um, because, you know, you kind of have your welcome. And, and, and I, I remember when I first went to my first IMC, I think I was there like three days. I think I went just the three days. And after my second one, I started to expand that. I mean, I go a week now. It was Thursday to Thursday, um, just pouring into people, having fellowship, and just having an incredible time. So here's some of my kind of favorite things. And, and uh, what's funny, for, the, for those of you that follow DISC and, and follow me on, on you know, performing disc profiles and that kind of stuff. I'm a, I'm a high eye, right? Off the charts eye, which means as, as I sit down and, and personally reflect on what occurred at this IMC, you know, it, it's people's names that are coming to mind more so than, than content and quotes. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to use this, this episode in the show as we discuss some of the great things that we heard within this conference um, but to also to to give some just personal recognition and, and shout outs to, um, to to people that mean mean a world to me and make a huge difference to me. Um, and so, you know, when we first arrived there, I call it pre-conference. It's kind of pre-game. And, you know, it was, it was great this time because um, I actually brought two very special people with me uh, to this event. So you had uh, Kerry Blaze, who's my chief operating officer. He's been you know, one of my best friends for 20 years and, and somebody uh, that that has has spoken into the business and, and and he's heard about this and, you know, I've invited him before and, you know, we we're just kind of waiting for that that right moment and he did. So so I was able to sponsor him into the team and, and get, you know, his first taste, his first run of IMC. And then somebody you've heard me mention many times on the show and, and has been on the show and has been a... Um, Somebody who really uh, works very, very hard to promote things in the in the background for me, and really, I you know, if, if I had to put a title other than you know we're great friends, if I had to say you know what does he do for me, he's like my agent, and he 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 promotes this business, he promotes me, he speaks into me, he thinks on our stuff. I run ideas by him. Uh, his his name is John Stenbeck, and and so I got to bring him with me. So it was fun um, for me because. Uh, they have two totally different perspectives, but they were going through their first time uh, at the IMC. And of course, you know, for me, I think this is my, it's either ninth, 10th or 11th. It's getting to a point where I, I can't count anymore, but that's fine. Um, so I had them with me um, and, and right out of the gate, I mean, I, I wasn't even in the, the hotel for, for an hour before we got our first dinner invitation and, and people wanting to have some fellowship. And, and actually um, we, we went out to dinner 
Um, and uh, uh, Deb Esslinger uh, invited us to dinner. And so some of these people, the, the names may not mean much to you, but you know, if you can look some of these people up and, 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 and find them, I mean, these are some of the most incredible leaders uh, that, that I know, period. And so I got to have dinner with uh, Bob and Nancy Kittredge, who are just incredibly sweet people, live in Colorado. Um, and they're, they're an absolute example of, of what a marriage should be and, and, and what people should do. Uh, Rick Spees and Mike Wiegland was with us who, boy, you know, they, you think we, we get, you know, hammered and work hard at this event. They, they actually manage and are in charge of, of 450 team ambassadors um, and, and have us all in different roles and jobs and, you know, have to deal with all the situations, but they work so hard behind the scenes um, making this event what it is. And then of course I had Carrie and John. And then what was fun is, is we had Jim and Teresa Crothers as well. And actually today is Jim's birthday, but we had the opportunity to celebrate with him and really, really have some fellowship, some love and, and, and things of that sort. So we all go to dinner. Um, there's all this pre stuff that we do. I, I've gotten nominated cause I drive down there. I do a big grocery run for, for like Mark McCullough, Patrice Griffin and, and a bunch of, bunch of others. And, but it's just like, it feels like a high school reunion. Um, except that we get to do it twice a year instead of every five or 10. So we move right on into uh, think tank. And what's, what's great about think tank is, um, that, uh, you know, we, we, we get a chance to, to sit and have some special time with our mentors. And I got a chance to see uh, Christian Simpson uh, do his. And, and you know, there, there's going to be several quotes and several things that, that people say, but you have to be in the right season of life, really, to, uh, to hear certain things or, or, or be open or available for, for those opportunities. And um, some of my favorite things that he imparted on me that just kind of hit me uh, one of them says, you know, if you fail to go within, you'll, you'll go without. Um, and that, um, that people are kind of looking at you sometimes as co-creators um, because they, they don't really buy into the message that you're sending. And, and they, it's really that they don't, they don't want the responsibility uh, of the message or the truth or, or what it is that, that you're trying um, to send. And then uh, the, the, you know, one of the big metrics is, that 72%, 72% of the knowledge that we attain is, is going to be gone in, in, in four years, in four years. Um, and, uh, you know, I find that really fascinating because, um, you know, so that means really within five years, uh, somebody who, who's attending college, whatever it is that they learned is gone. I mean, we have to refresh ourselves, renew ourselves, grow um, and, and why I find that fascinating is, is like I'm into my fourth year at, at JMT. And so I'm really, really working hard in, in, in making sure that I understand what's happening. But um, uh, I, I found that uh, incredible. Um, and then uh, one, one little thing that he put together that, that I thought was very cool, uh, as he said, emotion is energy in motion, E-motion. And that when you have this emotion, you start to generate this emotion, you generate belief and belief is the creator in you. Um, and if you're not really in that creative mind and you're not in, you know, working on your subconscious mind, he says, you know, you've heard the, the term before untapped potential. And he goes, that's why it's untapped. It's there, but you can't access it through your subconscious. So therefore it becomes uh, untapped, which I, I, that one really, um, really uh, uh, affected me. Um, but I think one of the most profound um, statements is he said, you know, the, like, life's not going to give you what, what you want. It, it, it's going to give you what you're looking for, which is the feeling of wanting. And, and so, so, you know, people want to, I want to go do this. I want to go do that. But then they don't have the emotion and the belief behind it. And so therefore, they're saying, well, the world's not providing what it is I'm looking for. No, no, no. The, the, the world is. What, what your action is, is to want, not, not to do, right? So if you're doing things, then, then you're not wanting anymore. You're actually doing, you're moving your goals, you're moving towards your dreams, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But the, but, but, but the want um, is, is that emotion that's becoming satisfied by the fact that you're wanting. And, and I mean, you really, 
I really had to dive in on that because it hit me and I wrote it down. I went back and I journal, journaled on it. I thought about what he was saying. And, you know, people, uh, it, that, I, I think I can leave that there because I got so much to cover on the show. But just, just you know, hear that one again and, and think through that again. Says the world's not going to give you what you need. It's going to give you what you want. And what you sometimes want is the feeling to want, right? That, that, that I, I love word plays like that. I love uh, things that, that are, um, to me, kind of, they're simply said in terms of the words, the number of you, uh, words used, but they, they're so profound and can generate such long conversations based on that. So to me, um, that's, that's uh, just, you know, big, big stuff. Um, so we have our Think Tank Day, uh, and then we had a surprise. And the surprise was uh, Carly Fiorina. And, and Carly Fiorina, um, I mean, she was, she, if you don't know her, was one of the, one of the first big executives, uh, female executives, worked from secretary up. And uh, while she had a beautiful speech, and it was nice, I, I think the most profound portions of Carly was this Q&A, just this open Q&A. She has no idea what's coming. And, and uh, I was so impressed with her poise, her knowledge, her recall, which, of course, is how you get to be an executive like that. But, um, you know, she, she in her speech, she was talking about skeptics and, and you know, these different areas of, of people. And she said leadership isn't, you know, leading people. Leadership is convincing the skeptics to move. And she, you know, it, she said you've got critics and critics are always looking for supporters. You've got you've got skeptics and skeptics are always trying to, to shoot your idea down. You've got a few people that are going to be with you, but true leadership is when you get the skeptics to, to move. And, uh, and, and one of the things that she talked about, um, you know, somebody was talking about integrity, talking about um, ethics and that kind of stuff. And, and she even, you know, obviously refers to the Washington run, but she ended with a statement that, that, that I wrote down she said, you know, don't don't sell your soul to get what you want. Don't sell your soul to achieve your dream because because nobody's going to pay it back. Nobody will pay you back if you do so. Um, so always just be you. Always believe in you. Always do what you're supposed to do. And and um, to me, that was uh, that that was a mic drop moment um, because she as she goes into leadership and, and talking about that kind of stuff, she said, you know, leaders kind of find themselves. Um, that, that, that they're leading their life. They're not accepting uh, the, the life that they've been given. And so um, I, I was truly fascinated. And I probably have about uh, five, six pages um, uh, of notes just from her thing. But, but I'm going to leave you with this right before we go to break. Um, she says, uh, if you really – we talk, we talk about it all the time. We talk about culture eats vision for lunch. That, that, that's one of our favorite quotes that we use all the time. But she says you can identify that because businesses are going to measure what they value. So what you do when you go into an organization is you look at the metrics, you look at what they're measuring, you look at what they're saying, and they could be saying one thing. They could say, you know, we, we believe in the work-life balance, but what they're doing is, is turn around and, and their, their metric is, you know, sales per day something of that sort, right? So, so that tells you that they're valuing you know, how many sales you're making per day versus how many hours you're working per sale, something of that sort, you know. Um, but um, they measure what, what they value. And so all you have to do to understand what that organization values is to check the metrics that they're tracking, check the metrics that they care about. Because we should be measuring um, what we truly value in our culture, not just business metrics. So I found that fascinating. So these are some of the uh, tidbits we're going to be leaving with you. I've got some some special shout outs and some, some people I want to thank uh, also, and we're going to do that throughout the show, but we do have to pay some bills right now. So we're going to take a quick break and you'll, uh, you'll be right back with me listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? 
R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management. From CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon. Um, and again, I'm just, I'm pausing, I'm reflecting, I'm smiling. Um, just loving the time. You, you've heard me make the call out before. If you're interested in knowing what this team's all about, what what can do this to there's a big uh, you know Irish Italian guy in Alabama, how it gets me so fired up, you can certainly reach out to me. Uh, Rick at rickamorris.com on Twitter is at Rick A. Morris. Find me on Facebook, LinkedIn. Happy to answer any questions that that you have about this team. Um, so I, I I shared in the in the first segment the perspective that you know, I had two two new people with me um, that, that were attending for the first time. They're very close confidants, and uh, then 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 we have what we call our our, our free inner circle pass. And, and, and this is a super big joke, but it's something that, that that we utilize as a recognition to to people that are in my inner circle. Is when we identify somebody that you know there's there's a connection with, you click with, or you, you just see the the amazing potential that's in them that that, that they're going to fit in into that servant heart and really really want to aspire to, to, to lead this team, but serve this team, um, then, then we introduce them to the inner circle. And we always say, this is our free pass. This is, the, this is our pass. This is our person. And, um, and uh, for me, it was somebody who was coming back a second time. And so we had met each other the first time. Um, there was a couple of issues, me through serving the, the, the team, tried, tried to help resolve it and just make her experience, you know, much better. Um, and then she came back and, this person lit up this conference, man. Everywhere you turned, she was there. Every big person you wanted to talk to, she was talking to. Uh, and her name was uh, Chrissy Kromzak. So, Kromzak. so Chrissy was uh, an incredible addition uh, of just energy and positivity and, and light to the conference. And I, I couldn't thank her enough for, for how much she poured into everybody. And, um, you know, it's it's funny because we've, we've had a couple of people that – don't understand what that's really about. You don't understand what the inner circle about inner circle is about giving to everybody else before you receive anything, you know, for you. And so there's a lot of people that will see that inner circle that's been built and go, wow, you know, I need to get close to those people. They're the movers and shakers. I see them on stage. I want them, 
yeah, I need to figure out how, how to know them so they can help me. And, uh, but really in that situation, in, in that conference more than anything, you've got to approach it as how, how can I help them so that I can improve? And uh, Chrissy really got that. And she did, she did fantastic. And I, and I felt like this, this big brother that was just watching her take full advantage of, of opportunities that, that were in front of her. So there'll, there'll be more to come um, as we continue to share some of the stories. And we'll get her on the show. We definitely need to get her on the show. Um, I got a chance also uh, to um, meet with Joanne Hessian, who we, we've been trying to get on the show for quite some time, but it was another one of those moments. It was probably five, six IMCs ago um, where um, I was just at lunch and, and she had a question and, and we served her and she came back and found me at the next IMC and, um, and said, you know, I, I want to thank you for our conversation. And, and I'll be honest, I, I didn't recall it. You know, I'm a high eye. I don't remember everything I say or do. So that, that's fine. Um, and I said, yeah, what, what would you like to say? And she said, well, I, I was on the fence about a decision and, and you just poured into me, told, you know, convinced me I just needed to follow my heart. I did. And I've got John Maxwell now coming over to Ireland. And now she runs an organization called Lift, um, which is, uh, I think, leading, uh, lead, leading Ireland's future tomorrow, something of that sort, Lift. Um, but she's phenomenal, phenomenal, and just killing it. And, and I mean, she is impacting and transforming an entire country. Um, and so, you know, we've always had that connection. Well, when, when I talk about servant heart and, and I actually got a chance to take the stage at this IMC and I told people my story that, you know, I joined John Maxwell a little bit selfishly, you know, my content was drying up. I, I, I was coming out of a near bankruptcy. I was just looking for a spark. And, and I really came in with that heart of, you know, what, what is this organization going to, what are they going to do for me? And it took me a couple of IMCs to really kind of catch on, right? Where, where, where Chrissy was an all-star student, it, it, it took me a little while to get it through my thick brain of, of what was happening in front of me and what the opportunity was. And when my heart really changed that servant heart, um, and, you know, Christian Simpson has a great quote, says, since when has it been about you, right? Um, I, I could feel the abundance change, the, the, the change not only in my heart, but in my business, um, and so I started giving as, as much as I could. And, and so if you look at a typical day, just personally for me, and, and this isn't mandated, this is just how I choose to serve. Um, I have a shift in the food room in which I'm supposed to greet people and say, hello. Um, I actually end up working all three shifts, you know, all three dinners, all the shifts or you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, all the shifts, um, because it's just a great way for me to, to see a lot of people that, that, that I want to see. And so I'll start the day about 6.30 in the morning. Um, we have sessions that go from nine to lunch. Then I'm back in the food room. We go from lunch to, um, we, we, we have some more sessions and there's dinner and I'll work the dinner room. And then there's generally a session that night um, that I can opt in to, to serve. And, and of course I do. And so uh, one of those was the leadership game. And so as I was playing the leadership game uh, last year and just serving the team, we were talking to people and, you know, nothing, nothing special. I didn't do anything over the top. It, it, it was kind of, you know, what most of us do, just kind of pour in, listen to people, show them how to play the game, show them how it can impact their business. I got a phone call from one of the participants at my table. Um, and she had said, look, uh, you know, I've got this huge contract with, with, with Microsoft and I, I haven't had the option to, I, I, I can't take it. I can't take it because I've on a student visa in Ireland and um, if I accept any money, I lose my student visa. And so the person I thought of was, was you. And I mean, I was floored. So I, I volunteered in, in an hour of my, my time in, in serving the, this team and got a six-figure contract with a prominent organization returned to me for that service. So when we talk about you serve without any expectation, you serve without any um any promises of, of anything coming back to you, you truly have a giving heart and, and it'll come back to you. And so her name was Holly Pearl that did that. And, and I can't thank Holly enough for the trust in, in uh, allowing us to do it. That's why I missed the show because I, I got a chance to travel to Prague and, and deliver a workshop and, and, and have a little vacation time out there. Um, but that all came because of Holly and, and I wouldn't have known Holly if I didn't serve. So, um, 
the 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 final wrap of that that little story though is um, I hooked up Holly with with Joanne Hessian in Ireland there. And now Holly's an all-star for, for Joanne and she can't accept money, but she's certainly building relationship capital that I think is going to pay off in the long run for her. So, I mean, it's just an amazing organization. We can just give upon give upon give upon give. Um, so I get to, I got a chance to, the, I've got a special project. I thought it was going to be, an, be able to announce it today. Um, but unfortunately I, I, I can't, but there was a special project that I was doing at the event. So I got a chance to, Spent some time with Marisa Nielsen and, and Ray Popham, John Griffin, um, and just just hear some you know firsthand some incredible leadership stories um, that you're going to be able to hear uh, soon uh, once this project is is fully announced. Um, so there'll be more to that to come. Now, now the other thing that that I look at and watch when I'm doing this is there, there, there's four thousand people here. I mean, and it's the largest Marriott in the world, and I mean we pack it out. So there's tons of people. So there's people that I've known for years that it could be day three, day four. I'll look at them and go, man, I haven't seen you this whole time. Right. So, so there's that, but then there's these three, four people that just keep popping up. No matter where you look, um, they're there. And, um, it's by, it's either by designers talking. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with design, but you know, Chrissy was one of those everywhere. Every time we turn around, um, just in general sessions where we be walking by, there should be. So I, I have to, I have to pay attention when that happens. And I have to, I have to dive into that and go, why, why is this person? And you can call it, you know, the, the universe, you can call it, I choose to call it God. Why, why is God continually positioning this person into my, into my awareness? I, I got to dive into that. And so another story of that is, is this gentleman, uh, uh, by the name of Michael Ferrier, he, um, I, I bumped into him day one, um, and day two or that, that same night we same, uh, we, we tended to, uh, be hanging out with each other and, and, uh, near each other really. And I, so I would step back and I'd say hello to him and just a little small talk, no big deal. Um, we go to registration on the next day and, and I bump into him again and, and I thought it was hilarious cause he's in a t-shirt that that's the tuxedo t-shirt. And, and if you saw his look and his style, it fit him perfect. And it made me laugh. It made me laugh. He stayed in my awareness that night. Um, we're having what we call inner circle time where we all, we all get together and I see him right, right behind us at a table and I stopped by and found out, you know, he was a JMT -er and, and we started talking. So that's great. So we have a random selection of, of tables that happens during registration. So you get a table number, there's going to be a table mentor and, uh, probably an executive director and, and like six new people so that everybody is indoctrinated into our culture. You have somebody to talk to and ask. And so I'm sitting there at my table on day one and, and 4,000 people are flooding the room and, and I, I see the guy, I see Michael and I'm like, dude, and he, he goes, I'm, I'm at your table. And I was like, we have got, we've got to figure out why we, we've got to dig in and figure out why and figure out what's going on. Um, and uh, so as I told my, my five minute story, I referenced the death of my father at 19. Turns out his dad died at 19. I was like, dude, we don't follow up on this and figure out why we're supposed to meet, but, but God keeps throwing you right in, in into the center of me. Um, and, and I got to find out why. And I love, love those small world stories. Um, but you know, I, I'm starting, I'm starting to realize, um, as, as I prepare m myself for opportunity, um, you know, cause you hear, Oh, opportunity just fell in that person's lap. No, there is no such thing. There is the opportunity that you're, prepared for that comes your way and you're aware of it. If you want to call that falling in your lap, that's fine. But when you're prepared and you're open and you're looking and you're honest and you're serving, then, then opportunities are just going to, going to be presented. And so, um, one of the things I say from stage all the time, and, and I say it often is that you, if you want to be a great leader, if you want to be a great project manager, if you want to be a great agile coach, the, the only skill you really need to focus on and develop is your influence. So me personally, as a project manager, you know, I run a project and those aren't my people, right? They have different managers. It's not my budget. It's not like I set the budget and can, can write checks. It have to, you know, 99% of the time wasn't even my idea. And so the only way I can, I can in, get to the outcome that we want is to utilize influence. And so that is a skill that needs to be developed. And so 
uh, I was meeting with a couple of my creative partners and we started kicking around what's called an influence quotient. I was like, yeah, we got to find a way to be able to measure your influence, um, do some trainings, do some work, do some coaching, and then measure again so that you can see the growth of your influence as you go. And so the first thing I did was go Google that. And as I Googled that, uh, turns out somebody's already written an influence, uh, influence quotient. His name is uh, Dr. Robert Cialdini. And um, I was like, wow, so he's coming to this event. He was going to be at this IMC. So I'm just going to, I'm going to put this on pause. I'm going to find out what's out there. I'm going to find out if it's, it's meeting the, the kind of the direction that I want to go. And uh, it turns out it does. And so I've had a couple of conversations now. We're starting to, to look at the potential of, of, of teaming up. But um, it, to me, that's not an accident. It, it, that, 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 wasn't, that, that was awareness. It was awareness that that's something I want to do. It was awareness to find out who did it. And then the opportunity, now that I'm aware and, and I had a business plan, I knew what I wanted to do with it. Uh, I was now prepared for the opportunity, and and here comes the person that's got all the research. His stuff is amazing. If you haven't read The Power of Persuasion, um, and and you're in any kind of capacity with with salespeople or that, you absolutely have to get that book. Uh, it's one of one of the best books out there on influence and persuading. So, bumped into Dr. Kildini and uh, had an opportunity there um, to to help with the opportunity and the awareness, and a, a pretty cool thing. Now, now to a uh, to a fun thing that that can turn out to be not so fun. Um, we have a, a a comedic thing that we do. So, um, on day one, um, the first thing that happens is Paul Martinelli kind of sets the intention of the room, and 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 then he starts to get into um, what we call the hug demo. And you heard it, H U G hug demo. And um, it's a comedic thing. It sets the stage. I d- I don't want to give it away for anybody who's going to be a newbie. Um, but it's fun and it's funny. And, and I've had the blessing uh, on the last two IMCs to be able to, to, to be the demonstration person with Paul. Now, what's crazy about that is because I'm in the food room and everybody's walking by me, everybody then wants to do the different funny hugs to me throughout the conference, including one night it's late. I'm having inner circle time and um, <laughs> I'm coming out of the restroom. And this dude spider monkeys me, man. He, he, I mean, he runs from like 30 feet away and just leaps into my arms and it scared the crud out of me, man. <laughs> so, but for some reason, because I was on stage and I, I was there for, uh, for, for, you know, a demo, people think that they can spider monkey me throughout the whole thing. So I, I've had to constantly become aware of who's coming to attack me, but um, I literally am, am sore on the middle of my back right now. I got hugged so many times and, and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. That that fits my personality. I love it, um, and and it's truly a blessing. But it's just funny um, that that people feel what what it, what it helps me understand is people feel connected to you on the stage. If you can make someone feel an emotion, laughter, sadness, anger, whatever it is, um, they want to to physically reach out and connect with you, so that. Um, so, so to, to find out why, to, to describe the emotion, to be a part of it, to, to complete the emotional journey that they, that they just went on. Um, and so when you hit that stage and you got, you know, 4,000 people watching you uh, pick up a 150-pound man, um, they all want to do it. They all want to be a part of it. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But I, I wouldn't give it up for the world. I promise you that. I wouldn't give it up for the world. Um. And then I, 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 I haven't had a chance, and, and since I'm naming names in this next segment, I'm going to have to go uh, deeper into to, uh, my inner circle and, and just give some thanks and, and some funny stories and things that happened with them. We are going to do that here in just a second, but we're going to take a break at the moment. Give me a chance to breathe, and uh, you'll be right back uh, at the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy 
means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the work life balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to the Work-Life Balance. And uh, true, true story, this is freaking me out. Um, uh, as we continue the small world and in, in, in universe God, that your creator, whatever you want to call um, uh how they work in mysterious ways. So I, I told you about this new person in the inner circle, just somebody I felt drawn to somebody. I felt like I, I, I could help serve in Chrissy. Um, I told you the story of, of Holly Perrault, who, who is the one that delivered me the Microsoft uh, contract. Um, and I just got a text on break um, from Chrissy saying that Holly Perrault was at her table at her first IMC. That I, look, that kind of stuff, I write all of that stuff down because there's reasons that we're moving in these circles and reasons, but you've just got to be aware to it. You've got to be open. Like I literally tell people how much I love those types of coincidences, and it seems that, that I become more and more aware of them. I think they're, they're there for all of us. Um, you know, I, I got trained by, by, by Dr. Rome years ago in disc and the, the, one of the biggest statements I, I remember from him, I just hit my microphone cause I'm moving my hands so much cause I got so much energy at the moment. But, um, he, he said to me, he said, you know, life, life is going to keep sending you the same lesson until you learn it. And then once you learn it, you get your new one. He said, so if you ever ask yourself, why do I always do that? Why do, what, why, I, I knew I was going to do that, and I fell right into that. And, you, you know, you'll, you'll tell yourself that. It's because life is going to keep presenting you with the, with the test, and, and, it, it, and it's a pass or fail. And if you fail it, it's going to present it to you again. And, and so you, you tie that into quotes from, like, John Maxwell that says, you know, experience isn't the greatest teacher. Evaluated experience is the greatest teacher. And, and stuff like that just – just blows my mind. I, I like, I had this whole list of things I was going to do when I came back and I got that text and, and uh, yeah, I had to share, I had to share. Um, and, and you know, again, I love my audience, man. The, the, I get real time texts. I get real time calls. Um, poor, we, we were about two minutes late, um, starting the show, which was my fault. I was having microphone issues and, and, you know, John Stenbeck is concerned and, and calling me going, dude, you know, they're, they're reaching out to you. I was like, I know, I know I'm trying to figure it out, but I mean, dude, I just, I love this circle. I love my audience. I love you guys so much. I'm going to share a, a couple of things with you uh, from, from Robert Kildini, just so you can understand um, some of the information uh, that, that was presented to us specifically around the power of persuasion. So 
um, you know, he, he talks about several different principles and, and I'm, I'm just going to give you one, but, but it was, it's really fascinating when you start to think about it. Um, one of the, the, the most um, amplified way to increase your influence as well as is to really increase revenues and everything is, is through the power of, of reciprocation. Right, reciprocation, and I, I think that fits perfectly into even the conversations that I'm having here about serving and abundance will come. And he said, so there was a study done where, where they had servers, uh, waiters, um, that, that were serving people, and they had people who just presented the check. Then they had people who presented the check with a mint, and just, just adding that mint, that little personal touch, what was was 3.3%. Um, uh, additional tip. They, they got a 3.3% higher tip when they were presented with a mint. What's, and the reason being is that's meaningful. You, you, you did something meaningful that, for them. Well, if it's, um, if it's meaningful and unexpected, so in this case, they left two mints, tips went up 14.1%. We're talking about 14% difference on the same service and the same thing, but that last message was meaningful and a tad unexpected. He said, then there was a third one, though. And, and the third one, what they did is they called it the one plus one. They, they, they gave the, a mint. The, the server started to walk away and then turned around and said, you know what? You guys have been so good to me. You've been so nice to me. I'm not supposed to do that. Here's an extra mint. So it's still two mints, but it was done now in a meaningful, unexpected, and personalized way. Tips went up 23%. And so... When you, when you value somebody, you do something that is, and it's got, we're, we're not try, trying to talk a scam here or try to find ways, but it's got to be meaningful, it's got to be unexpected, and it's got to be personalized to them, and your influence will grow. Um, and, and so one of the things that, that, that he shared with me, one of my biggest take, takeaways from reciprocation in it being meaningful, unexpected, and personalized, I have a pen full or a drawer full of pens. A drawer full of pens. It's got company names and logos and credit on it. And I just want a pen. And Dr. Kildini pulls out this pen and he shows it to us. And he tells us the company name. He said, this one, they, instead of having their name on it, of course, their, their, their name was on it. But on the other side, they had it embossed, engraved with his name. And they presented it to him personally. He said, we, we want to have you a pen. We care about you. We, we had your name put on it. He said that that cost him like four cents to do. And he said, and to this day, it's been 15, 16 years. That's the pen that's in his pocket, forever associated with that company name. That's the power of persuasion, right? It's taken that one extra step. Uh, uh, John Maxwell talks about each time he goes into a meeting, he starts thinking about what, what can I do to value them? And, and he had a friend that oh, every time they met, he always had some meaningful, unexpected gift. And, and this guy got into John's inner circle by caring for John. So, so John started trying to outdo that. And he said, you know, if you're ever in a meeting with Lou Holtz, you can't, there's no way you can beat Lou to shaking your hand and getting a personal introduction. And so when you look at these people and, and you, and, and you say, you know what, what, what makes people great? You know, what, what, what are great people? And, in you know, John, John said all great people have, have their weaknesses. And, and he was talking personally. He said, you know, people look at me and it, for leadership and that kind of stuff. And he goes, he, he, he loves good food. He, he loves um, good conversation. And, and so he knows that his weakness, his thing is he, he doesn't always eat the best stuff. And, and, and he's trying to focus on that, focus on health. But that all great people have weaknesses. But what makes people great is how they make you feel valued, how they make you feel good, how they, how, how they get a smile uh, on their face when, when there's a text or a message or um, he, somebody very dear to me that, that when I get a text, I, I can feel the energy. I, I can feel the energy. I can feel um, the, 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 the spark of energy, the aura, the, the, what they bring to the table, the way they look at you um, you know, from across a room and you, you can just tell that they care. Um, when, when you get a, a, now a side message for them or something of that sort, that, that feeling comes back to me when, when you, you know how much they care. And, and, and again, so another quote, people won't care what you know until they know that you care. And it just, 
it blows my mind. Um, and, and so obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, my heart is so full. Um, I've had, I've had to take a whole day just to process uh, emotions. So I've, I, I have another announcement on, on this too. So again, this is just, I don't think this would have happened or occurred if I wasn't intentional about the time, but, um, there was a beautiful person. We've been friends for four years. Well, I say that I've been pursuing a friendship for four years. It took two years for her to figure out whether or not she was going to know, like, or trust me. But um, once I got past that, I mean, she, she makes me think 30 times better than, than, than I do in, um, I, I could tell something was different. I just said, let's take 20 minutes. Let's go talk. And, and, and she told me a story and the story's not important. It's not my story to tell, uh, but I was just there. But what came out of the stories, I found out that there was an open seat at her table, right? I was, I, I'm not asking this person to come to my table. There was an open seat at her table and I wanted to take it and, and I would do whatever it takes because I, I just know this person was put into my life to, to help me be better um, and, and help me grow to the potential that, that I think is, is out there. Uh, and her name was uh, uh, Monique Pearson. So you're going to hear a lot more of Monique um, because at, at this event, I signed a, a partnership with her to, to, to fill that seat at the table to, to really start to curate the content, maybe bring a little more focus to my scattered brain. And as you can tell, when I'm, when I'm this passionate, do the ideas just flow out of me and they, they, they just go and um, the energy levels is great, but I need, I need people to help me focus. And, and what's funny is, is if, you look, if you look at a lot of my inner circle that, that, that are my thinking partners, they're all high C's. Right, Carrie is a high C. John's a high C. Monique's a high C. I got to have these people, but I have so much energy and so many ideas. I need three C's to slow it down. That's that what what needs to happen. But um, the the gratitude that that I felt uh, during this was just was just off the charts. It was off the charts. Um, so I've named a lot of names, and if I don't say a couple others that 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 are very important to me, then then I get in trouble. Um, Norma Zambrano and, and Cherie Griffin, both are, are kind of GMT sisters to me. They spent a lot of time with me on, on this run and, and just helping me process some, some emotions, some things I was going through. Um, and, and they're, they're the type of people anytime, anywhere, anytime, anywhere, uh, I, I'm there. I, I pick them up from the airport. I take them to the store. I, I find any possible way I can serve them, um, when, when we're together because they pour so much into me. Um, Mark McAuliffe and, and both Norma uh, Zambrano are, are focused on my health right now. And so they're coaching me and helping me. I've been, uh, it, it, believe it or not, as, as much excitement that, that I'm throwing through the microphone as possible right now, I'm caffeine free. I, I, um, and, and that started through a conversation at the last IMC that when I took Mark to the, to the store and we were buying our supplies, I bought like two, four packs of Monsters and like a 12 pack of Diet Dr. Pepper. And he was like, you're going to drink all that? And I was like, possibly by today. I don't know, right? I was drinking a lot of soda, a lot of uh, monsters, a lot of that kind of stuff. And Mark started to pour into me. And, and, um, and so he's, he's helped me on that portion for exercise. I've dropped 40 pounds since the last IMC. We've all set an intentional target of another 30 pounds by the next. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, but uh, so Mark McAuliffe, Cherie Griffin, Norma Zambrano, Cherie and Norma uh, and I met at, at the, on the same night uh, at one IMC, and it's just been uh, their their inner circle. Got a uh, great chance to spend some time with Daryl and Monica Rivers. I've talked about them a lot uh, because I was in their wedding, and I, I told a few stories from the wedding. Uh, they were there. Um, Jesse Smith uh, and I got a chance to spend a lot of time. We actually have some pretty exciting announcements, hopefully, that we're going to be announcing soon. Um, but Jesse's going, we, we brought him into the, the leadership team for, uh, the Mickey Mouse Club reunion and we're going to get him down there. And speaking of that, again, just talking about giving, I needed some volunteers. I, I, I need some, some help just to make uh, sure that this event's going to be phenomenal in May. Um, and Norma, Cherie, uh, Jesse, uh, a couple of their family members, uh, Carrie Blaze, uh, they've all jumped in to volunteer. To, to assist this thing. So, uh, and just coming off of this event, these are the people that help run this John Maxwell event. So I'm excited to, to accept their help, but um, it, it's, it's going to be great. Um, and so then all of this comes to a conclusion. I mean, by workshop day, 
dude, I was, I was exhausted. I couldn't even process. I was in a, a, a workshop next to, to John and uh, Stenbeck. And I, I just looked at him and I was like, dude, I, I can't. I was like, my brain is full. I've gotten so much information and so many things. I got so many ideas flowing that, that I, I, I got to bail out of this one and, and, and go breathe. Um, and what's funny is my intent was to, to go take a nap. I had slept maybe, you know, three hours a night each night that I'm there. Um, and as I was just walking back through the hotel, I'm just bumping into people and, and talking to them and my energy restored. Um, and I think that night, I don't know, I was up to some ridiculous hour, uh, four in the morning, something of that sort. But, um, yeah, what a, what a night. Um, what, 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 uh, an amazing conference. Um, so excited about, uh, you know, some specific people that, that I advanced relationships with, uh, and, and can't wait for, for what the future is going to be, uh, when we come. Um, we're going to take uh, our final break here and, um, and pay some bills. And then I'm going to leave you with some of my favorite quotes I heard directly from John and then we'll wrap it up. But I, again, just forgive my eye if you would. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, because we started late there, there, there is no more break and we're going to be closing this out. So <laughs> my engineer said, see, again, I've got so much eye in me. Uh, so much love. He's, he says, Hey, uh, Hey dude, uh, it's the end of the show. There's no more breaks. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you my, um, my, my, my favorite quote from, from John on this one. John talked about, uh, no, uh, finish line. There is no finish line. Cause if you cross the finish line, then, then you're finished. And he said, the greatest loss in life is if a great person quits or stops. And I can't tell you how many times I, I've sat here and contemplated quitting a show, quitting, quitting the, the company, going back to corporate life, all those different things. Those are all things that flood your brain. But he says, um, you know, you've got to just keep going. And, and he, he told a story very quickly that um, he, uh, he, he was going to quit at 70 or at 65. And he wouldn't have had this John Maxwell team and been transforming countries if he, if he didn't quit if he, if he decided not to quit. So that's it, gang. I'm running out of time. I'm probably going to uh, do a part two of this just because I, I barely even scratched the surface of things I want to talk about. So join me next week. Join me next Friday. Hit me up at Twitter at Rick A. Morris, uh, Rick at Rick A. Morris.com, rsquareconsulting.com. Continue the messages. As Shondell found out, I do read them uh, and respond to them. And I love you guys very much. We'll talk to you next Friday on the Work-Life Balance. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are